Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. An MPP is is uh, is failing rather to uh, to get the federal government to tear down the blockade in Caledonia. That is what Caledonia uh, townsfolk are saying, including the mayor. Let's bring in Toby Barrett, MPP for Haldeman Norfolk. He is with us now. Toby, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Uh, let's clarify what is going on in Caledonia, the extent of this uh, of this blockade, and, and why is it still up? You know, the uh, as I understand it, the blockade is still there. We're at Queen's Park uh, this afternoon, and then I'll be down to Caledonia this evening. Why have they blockaded? As I understand it, and this comes from the uh, activists who are on the provincial highway, they are there in, as a show of solidarity with the hereditary Wet'suwet'en chiefs. These are the people out in British Columbia that are opposed to the construction of that uh, coastal gas link, that company that's uh, running a natural gas pipeline out there. But I understand that there's a negotiation going on there and the pipeline is actually continuing under construction. So are there blockades still up there? I don't believe there are. Why would they be in Caledonia? I couldn't tell you what's going on in British Columbia, and uh, I'm not sure. I assume the uh, the blockaders uh, know what's going on in Caledonia. Or I'm sorry, know what's going on out in British Columbia because that's the reason they've been giving for blocking uh, Highway 6, the bypass. Uh, again, from what I understand, all the blockades are down, that this is uh, the only one that is still remaining that is causing the difficulty that it is. Uh, what advice do you have for uh, the, the the town of Caledonia? I mean, obviously, uh, they're upset. They think that perhaps you should be doing more. I mean, when this was going on before, you were pressuring the then Liberal government uh, to do something. What's changed here? Yeah, you know, not much has changed over the last uh what is it, 14 years and 12 days, as if, you know, who's counting? No, my position hasn't changed over 14 years. I'm opposed to illegal blockades of highways and other uh, illegal activity, uh, whether it's under the guise of uh, protesting or, uh, you know, regardless of the cause. Uh, the We have laws for a reason. We have government for a reason. So, I continue. I, I remember 14 years ago, now that was a different situation with the occupation of the subdivision, Douglas Creek Estates, which, as people in our area know, that subdivision is still occupied. Uh, that was a, a federal issue right from the get-go. That's what the uh, people that occupied the subdivision told me, and, uh, and I understand as of today, this blockade of the uh, Highway 6 is also for a federal issue with respect to the chiefs out in British Columbia. So whose responsibility is it to take the blockades down? You know, I guess the first question is, well, who put them up? And uh, we like to think that uh, perhaps they would walk away. And, And we've seen this in the past. I mean, this isn't our first rodeo over the last 14 years, we've had a number of cases like this. So there's a number of options. Uh, blockades are taken down through uh, discussions. Uh, there certainly were negotiations in the early days. I don't know whether there's any formal negotiations going on now at, you know, between these people and the federal or provincial government uh, locally. But uh, 
shouldn't you know. be, with all due respect, sh- shouldn't you be coordinating that? Shouldn't you be sort of on that, watching and, and trying to get something moving, whether it involves your government or the federal well, government? Well, I've never been allowed to sit at any of these tables. Uh, you know, negotiations in the past were uh, were held. Uh, no, I, I was never allowed to be part of that. I walk around the, the blockades. I, I know the OPP wouldn't let me go down and talk to the, the people there. And in times that I've been there, actually, uh, most people seem to be sitting in their cars or sometimes the cars are empty. Are you putting any pressure on the federal government to try to step in? Do they, is there any interest there? Otherwise, this just goes on forever. You know, I think my pressure on the federal government is indirectly through our Ontario government, and certainly our cabinet uh, has been talking to the federal government about this. When this first happened 14 years ago, I put a lot of pressure on the federal government. I'm a conservative. That was a conservative government. I drove to Ottawa. I wrote letters to then-Aboriginal Affairs Minister Jim Prentice uh, in our nation's capital, and, uh, of course, pressure on the provincial government. And to this day, I continue to put pressure on both the federal government and the provincial government. In this case, the provincial government is my own government, and uh, I am constantly, to, to use that expression, constantly briefing cabinet ministers, including our premier, about what's going on down in uh, my riding, what's going on with us down in Caledonia. How concerned is the Premier with what is going on in Caledonia? Well, I've, uh, I've just briefed him. I've, I shouldn't, I'm trying to think some of his uh, statements. I, I think he's indicated things along the lines of enough is enough. And that was a couple of weeks ago when this first started. We're going into three weeks of this uh, illegal blockade. And that's, that's three weeks of a very dangerous environment let alone the problems it causes for our local economies on both on both sides of Highway 6. So how do you see this moving forward? It, you know, it seems that this story has moved on because uh, the federal government and the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs had a meeting that was secretive, and I guess we're all waiting to see what happens with that, perhaps concluding the people in Caledonia that are protesting. But, but where does the, I mean, there's no timeline here. Do the people in Caledonia just sit and wait? Well, there is no timeline, and, and I like to think that things will get better, and I say that based on 14 years of past experience where these blockades go up and then they come down again over time. Uh, you know, it's close to three weeks now, I uh, and I like to think that, uh, well, first of all, my feeling, and I chat with people on all sides and, and all factions, I really don't think there's the appetite for this kind of business anymore, uh, you know, maybe... You know, maybe Me, I think that's why ago. many are asking why it's still happening. Uh, it definitely is still happening, and uh, I can't predict the future. I continue to put on pressure. I'm, as an elected member of parliament for the area, I have the privilege of walking into the Ontario legislature and letting all concerned uh, from all parties know what's going on and making it very clear to all concerned, tear down this blockade. Where I don't care is, who takes it down? Where is the OPP on this? We certainly saw, uh, you know, this happen out in, in the Belleville way and such, and, and obviously they 
came to some sort of resolution that opened up the rail lines and got and got traffic moving again. What about the same sort of situation here? Where's the OPP on all of this? Yeah, uh, I don't speak for the OPP. I'm I'm pro OPP. I've made that very clear over the years. Sure, their job is to keep us safe uh, and to keep the peace. And but secondly, uh, as far as an elected member, and I'm a provincial government member now. Uh, Government does not interfere with, you know, police operations, even up to the point of occupations or demonstrations. They have guidelines that they have to follow. New guidelines were brought in in uh, 2005, and after Ipperwash, Justice Sidney Linden put out his report and uh, reinforced the need for these guidelines. So they've been in place. They were reinforced by that inquiry back in 2007. So that framework, that guides our OPP with respect to dealing with, uh, I think they describe it as indigenous critical incidents. If those guidelines change, they would act differently. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, the, the mayor, uh, the mayor of Haldeman County, Ken Hewitt, said uh, he's heard from no level of government with advice or offers of help. So he's been trying to have local conversations about resolving the issue. It seems everybody is passing the buck here. Well, I've I've chatted with Mayor Hewitt. We're basically on the same page. I think he would agree with with me on that. I would assume he he would agree with me. Uh, tear down this blockade, regardless of. Who takes it down? Uh, uh, well, uh, again, um, everyone seems to be passing the buck and, and nothing seems to be getting done. Everybody's waiting for someone else to do it. Uh, what happens then when your elected officials are waiting on other elected officials to, to get something done? Either uh, it, it appears as if now there's a different protocol for blockades uh, after Ipperwash and stuff, and I can completely understand that, but there doesn't seem to be a, another set of protocol with getting the solution or getting the federal government down there to 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 resolve these issues with the people of Caledonia. Well, that's a, that's an excellent point, and I would like to see some changes at the federal level. It's not my my bailiwick, but we cannot continue with uh, this kind of uh, activity. like either you have to either you have to fix the deal or get the blockade down. So you know, I mean, I can understand how the OPP has elected not to forcefully go in, as that doesn't look good for anybody. But it, that leaves the other option of negotiation. But nobody seems to be negotiating anything. I, I couldn't tell you. I know discussions are going on. I certainly have discussions, and uh, my discussions primarily are, are very transparent through the, uh, through the media, of course. And, uh, yeah, get this uh, blockade down, and I call on the federal government to step up and take a bit more responsibility, specifically in our area. They've done some work elsewhere across our country, so don't forget about uh, Caledonia. And in the long run, if they need more tools, more legislative tools to uh, deal with these kinds of threats to Canada's economy, uh, then that's something for politicians to do, to uh, perhaps rewrite some uh, legislation, some national legislation. How is uh, business or the local community surviving this stuff? Well, I've been mainstreeting, my staff have been out mainstreeting, there's that worry. We are getting phone calls now asking for compensation. 
I'm getting calls from trucking companies. This can add, you know, three or four hundred dollars a day to uh, people that are moving goods and services. And of course, I mean, uh, you know, think of Stelco down uh, south of Hamilton. That's Stelco makes the steel that goes to Hamilton. Uh, we have a very large refinery down there that provides all the gasoline and diesel and uh, aircraft fuel for the greater Toronto area. So there's some pretty uh, heavy and very dangerous goods that are being detoured because of this illegal blockade. That That is not only dangerous, but a, a threat to Canada's economy. Uh, where do you think this is going? I mean, uh, is it someone backs down or someone gets re- or something gets resolved? Uh, well, I, I guess with past experience, oftentimes these things just seem to get resolved through discussions. I mean, there's so many people in our area. There's so much expertise. I mean, I have I've got you know 14 years of experience myself. Mayor Hewitt was involved back then, not as a as an elected official. Uh, so many people on all sides and within all the factions uh, can understand the, the danger of this kind of activity and also understand the bottom line, how it hurts their, hurts their neighbors, regardless of uh, which side of the line they're on. And there's many, many sides to this, of course. So it's, it, it, it hurts our local economy. Uh, perhaps it's not getting the attention it needs in Ottawa, but... Uh, it's uh, uh, regrettably Caledonia's in that box once again, out of sight, out of mind. Other than the Hamilton media, and we've always appreciated the Hamilton media for publicizing our plight. But quite simply, and to use that expression, Caledonia is helpless. Difficult to help ourselves, and difficult to get help from outside the community. Uh, I'm looking for people. I continue to look for people that want to help. I get a lot of good advice. I'm inundated with uh, emails and phone calls, of course, at my office. Why doesn't any of that good advice get anywhere? Well, I like to think we're getting somewhere. I mean, I've just come from uh, Queen's Park. I've just had an opportunity, of course, to talk to several cabinet ministers about this yet again. Uh, And I'm not saying I'm a broken record. I always have a bit of a new briefing for for cabinet because we are out there and about and have a bit of a feel for uh for what is going on so that's uh, i guess that's my uh the influence what little influence i may have i'm in the ontario legislature i talk to cabinet ministers every day what can six nations do to take their point to ottawa instead of taking it out on caledonia what can they do to make sure their message is heard beyond the Hamilton media, why aren't they Gosh, doing? Why, don't, why aren't I, they doing more to get Ottawa's attention? I wonder. And I, uh, I used to be the MPP for both Six Nations and New Credit, and on their behalf, a number of years ago, I, I drove to Ottawa with documents from people uh, from Six Nations to explain uh, some of the reasons around. Uh, this refers back to the Douglas Creek Estates. A number of years ago, uh, I wasn't doing an end run around the local MP, but I was communicating directly with the federal minister of Indigenous Affairs. Uh, what can Six Nations do? I, I don't represent Six Nations, and uh, they obviously are are fully aware. There's great people over there, and and there would be concern as well. I'm assuming. 
bad for business. It's bad for business all the way around. Uh, it appears that the mayor has taken aim at you for this, uh, saying that the, his quote, the announcement our MPP made to his own party seems really strange and asinine, uh, well, taking issue with uh, the liberal provincial government and responding to the occupation of the Douglas Creek residential subdivision. I'm reading this out of uh, the local uh, paper. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not one to shy away from putting pressure on my own government. Some of them might say that's a bit of a clear, uh, you know, a career-limiting move, if I could use that expression. But uh, I've I've thrown it back at my own government very clearly. As far as I'm concerned, enough is enough. Uh, tear down this blockade, regardless of who takes it down or how it's done. Uh, this uh, series of illegal blockades that we've been going through, when they go up, um, you know, they have to be dismantled. I, I mean, that's I would assume non-negotiable. So I continue to make that very clear. My office are constantly, constantly phoning and emailing ministries with new material and yet again and yet again making it very clear. Uh, Caledonia, the whole area down here, uh, we need this blockade down. Toby Barrett has been with us, MPP for Haldeman Norfolk. Uh, Toby, thank you so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Good luck. Thank you very much, Scott, and we'll get those bikers down tomorrow. All right, that's right, Friday the 13th. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.